attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Anyway, hi. Hi, hi Dana. Hi, Adam. How are you? Oh, you know, I am, I'm actually in a really good mood because Disney news aside, I was waiting to tell you this. Uh-huh. Scream 6 is officially wrapped filming. That's that's your Scream 6 update for today. Well, we're basically in September, which is basically the Halloween season. So yep. any horror film news, I think, should always be top of our podcast yep. about Disney. Um, I'm super excited. I can't wait for, for the latest Scream, which will be out, what, next March. spring? March 31st. And also they did just announce that because, you know. This is this is what's most important to me next to talking about Disney. They did announce that they're going to re-release Scream 2 for the 25th anniversary on October 9th in theaters. Oh, so cool. Get yourselves a little babysitter and you and Ryan go see Scream 2, which is arguably the best Scream out there. Yes. Well, we've had this conversation. <laughs> Original Scream is the best, followed for me by number three and then number two. But it is. <gasps> no, no. Sorry, not We'll never agree. We'll never agree. It's fine. I'm just excited about mid-September when the newest Halloween movie comes out. That's that's the one I can't wait for. Uh, No. What you should be excited for is in a couple weeks, Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, I, you know what? Okay, we're talking about Disney. The Sanderson sisters are back. So we're going to actually have a whole backyard party here at the house for Hocus Pocus 2. We have a big movie screen that we, like a projector and movie screen that we put up. You're making me want to like, I'm going to have to get on a plane again. I think you should. And so we're having all the fan favorites, the Sierras, Carly, Kim, everybody's coming over and we're going to watch Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. But I will say I'm a little nervous because it just, it, you know, it can't be as good as the original. Um, Look, if they so. get any of the magic from the uh, done at Disney World during Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, they do the like Sanderson sisters show. Yeah. On the stage in front of the castle, which was awesome. So if that if there's uh. any of that magic in it. Look, I think it's going to be good. They got them all back. Like it's going to be a new story. Mm-hmm. Apparently we were getting some backstory on the sisters and like how they came to be witches is what I've heard. I don't know. Excellent. I'm here for it. I'm excited. Look, I think it'll be great. I think too, I need to know the date because maybe just Kurt Noah and I have to get on another plane back to California to join for the backyard watching of Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. We're going to watch it on October 2nd. So that's your date right now. Um, oh no, we're going to be in London. Oh. Well, never mind. Just be here. Just don't Um, go run the marathon I've been trying to run for like two and a half years. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Um, No, all I care about for this screening, and I can't wait because Ryan and I have that movie memorized. It was there's like three movies in my life that I have verbatim memorized, and Hocus Pocus is one of them. When I was in third grade, Carly, who's been on the podcast a bunch, Carly and I and another friend dressed up as the Sanderson sisters for Halloween, and so I really feel like we are OG fans of. This movie. We were at Home Goods yesterday or this weekend. Uh-huh. We, like we're bored, and we're like, let's go to Home Goods and go peruse. So two things: one, get to your nearest Home Goods if you're a Joffrey's coffee fan, because they have all of the Halloween blends of Joffrey's coffee at Home Goods right now. All the Disney Halloween blends. So that's there. Number two, <laughs> sorry, important things. They had these amazing wine glass sets 
of the Sanderson sisters. And they're like, I know you took a picture and sent it to me. You sent also the Joffrey coffee. I was like, Oh, good. Good job, Adam. You found it. I found it. Hey, you can only get it when you're at the parks. And right now I'm nowhere near a park. So it's true. I will. And I had Joffrey's this morning. I had the Minnie Mouse fall blend this morning. Thank you very Aww. much. And it was delicious because I wish it was fall, but it's still 8,000 degrees and hundred percent humidity in New York. So it's never going to be a fall again. Minus ever. the humidity. We are also right there with you. We're about to get into 106 degree weather here what? in a couple of days. So I know we're hitting a long, so, it, that's how it always is in early September. It's, <laughs> it's nuts. Well, look, I can't wait for the movie. I'm very excited. It has just been a long time coming. I feel like they've been talking about this for years at this point, like throughout the pandemic. Over a decade, it feels like they've been talking about a Hocus Pocus 2 of some sort. And so I'm excited. I'm nervous. Sarah Jessica Parker's a busy lady. I know. She's a busy lady. I know she is. Did you watch and just like that? No, I'm um, not a I, like I like Sex and the City. I'm not like fanatic about Sex and the City. So it was good. Was it? Give it a chance. Okay. Give it a chance. All right. Everybody tell us what you think if you watched it. Well, folks, we figured it's been a minute since we've done the old news and vault episode. So we're going to give you some of the kind of top lines that have happened in the last couple of weeks at Disneyland and Disney World. And then I have a vault prepared for you, Adam. So mm. I hope you're excited for this one. I'm always. What are my clues? Do I get my clues? Do you want clues now or do you want to wait till we're ready for the... How about you give me the clues now and I'll like let it permeate and then come up with bad guesses. You're putting me on the spot. I got to come up. Oh, the tagline for this particular attraction was or is the highway in the skyway. Oh, I know what this one is. I just gave it away. I know. Can you tell me what it is? It's the people mover. No. No? Oh, wait. Let me say it again. Here's my clue for you. <laughs> She's leading me astray, people. It's the highway in the sky, not skyway. Highway in the sky. Highway in the sky. That's its tagline. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. You think about what it could possibly be. Highway I'm sure there's somebody. I'm sure Andrew Cover is, is sitting at is, home going, it's this. He's screaming at you right now. Is it still a current ride? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're giving hmm. me the eye. Well, okay. let's just jump into the news first and it'll take you. We'll see how long it takes you in right. figuring out that clue. So to I guess, my credit, it's 1030 p.m. on the East Coast. So the brain may not be working so hard right now. Highway in the sky. Highway in the sky. Um, this is not this has been fast tracked into a space I don't love. Um, the magic key renewal Ooh. has been announced at Disneyland. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Magic Key is the Disneyland annual pass system. They call it the Magic Keys. There are four different called Inspire, Believe, Enchant, and Imagine Keys. And basically, they all are different tiers based off of availability in the calendar. A couple of, you know, you have to still make park reservations. There are various discounts at each of these levels. Um, but yeah, I figured we should dive into this one first. So we should tell you guys... The updated pricing um, for these. And I want to be very clear. You can only get a renewal. So if you currently have a magic key, you can renew right now. They have not announced that they're going to issue new magic keys anytime soon. Should we we take this back a second, though? Because you all were waiting for months and weeks to find out what was happening with renewals. Like they were, because if you guys remember a year ago, we were on here 
babbling on and on about the magic keys and like Dana and everybody was running to the internet to go buy their magic keys and do those things. By the way, did you ever get your like gifts from them for signing up for the magic key? Thanks for asking, Adam. I did. I got three of them because we bought three magic keys. I think somebody in our group never got one and somebody else got one like eight months after uh, they sent like a box with like little tchotchkes in it. It was like a, a pin and a lanyard and a magnet. It was kind of lackluster, which is kind of also how I feel about the magic key program. But oh, um, boy. So, you know. so basically they, you guys were waiting. People on the internet were angry. Did you see for a while on all social media posts for Disneyland, all the comments were people being like, yeah, that's cute. But what about our magic key passes? And like people were yes, bombarding did. them on social. Even the funny thing is that on here on the East Coast, they've been doing this with the annual passes at Disney World. They brought them back for like 0.2 seconds sales on annual passes here uh-huh. and then stopped. And now you can only renew if you have an existing annual pass. They're still not doing new annual passes to Disney World. And I think that's probably what they're going to do here at Disneyland is that if you don't renew, if you didn't have one before, it's going to take a minute for you to get another one, which is a total bummer. You know, it to me, this is, again, we talk about the current leadership at Disney that has uh, bummed us out significantly. And I think this is a shining example of some real bummer news uh, coming out because on top of this program kind of getting worse than it was initially, the price has also gone up on all of these different keys. So uh, really quickly, and you can go on the Disneyland website and look for yourself for all the details, but the Inspire key is $1,599, so $1,600. This is um, giving you free parking and you get unlimited photo pass digital downloads, which is pretty great. That's a new perk. And you're getting 20% off merchandise, 15% off select dining. Um, and the other big perk right now is 20% off the Disney Genie Plus service. That to me was, I think, kind of a bummer as well. I figure if you're spending $1,600, you should be able to have free Genie Plus, but or add it on for. Oh, they're never going to make it free. Well, they add, they gave you the option to add on Max Pass for only a hundred dollars more. I feel like they should have done that instead of saying for twenty percent off you can have Genie Plus hmm. each time you visit. So that's the Inspire key. The Believe key is around eleven hundred dollars. It's ten ninety nine. And that's what you have, right? That's what I have. I should also one more thing about the Inspire that top tier key. That one, there are blockout dates now, and there were not before. Oh, there didn't used to be, did there? Right. Yeah. Oh. So one of our friends had the same key. It was called the Dream Key before, and now they've changed the name. There's a lawsuit going on. I don't know if you've heard about this, but because of the blockout dates, somebody, a Dream Key holder, had said, hey, I should be able to go. The language says there are zero blockout dates, yet you're blocking me out. So that is an ongoing lawsuit, to my understanding. So that's, I think, why they changed the name and added blockout dates for the Inspire key. Are there a lot? No, it's just kind of the peak times, you know, the holidays and such. But, you know, it's still, it's there. Then we've got the Believe key. The Believe key, um, like I just mentioned, has a few more blockout dates than it did before. Not significantly more, but um, it looks like a few more Saturdays are out. 
Then we've got the Enchant Key that is at $700. And this one gives you 20% off of Genie Plus. Again, you can only make four theme park reservations in advance versus the other two, which are six. And there is no uh, discount on parking with, mm. with this particular one. Enchant Key is really great if you're wanting to go only on weekdays. And then the last one is the Imagine Key. And the Imagine Key is $500. The Imagine Key, the one where you can go like the third Wednesday of every month. Yep. Yep. This one has super sporadic. (laughs) Yeah, this has sporadic blockout dates. So if you're looking at doing the lowest tier one, which could be great if your work schedule accommodates that. But the key with this, no pun intended, is that you do have to be a Southern California resident to purchase the lowest tier key. So $500, it's like Tuesdays and Thursdays that are available. Um, They're super sporadic. So, uh, and this only lets you make two park reservations in advance at a time. I'm so curious what their like math is behind this thing. And like, why, like, did they just sell so many that they're like, that's it. We can't do this. We need to sell ticket tickets. Do we like, it just kind of, I don't know. I do not understand because let's just be honest. The other park in Southern California makes their annual pass a heck of a lot more affordable and like very few blockout dates. Are we talking about uh, Universal Studios? We are. That other park. Ah, I love Universal Studios. Universal <laughs> Studios, we have an annual pass there too. And yeah, it is a quarter of the price plus free parking all around. Like very few, very few blockout dates except for major holidays. So yeah, I mean, you're also getting a lot less because it's a very small theme park. But um, yeah, it. Does it get you into Halloween Horror Nights? The top tier will give you one ticket for Halloween Horror Nights, and I can't. I think it's like five hundred dollars for the top tier ticket at Universal, and so and you get one ticket, which is pretty good. Yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good you deal. May you may only go once a, if you're going to go. You t- I don't think you want to go more than once. You'll get scared out of your mind. Um, the second tier is around three hundred dollars, and like I said, very few blockout dates and then it goes a little bit lower you know but they have a lot more options they have a socal resident option so yeah you know it, it is a significant difference to go from three hundred dollars well, for a year to um uh eleven hundred or sixteen hundred you know if you're buying the top one i'm gonna say here folks i think any way disney can wring some more money out of your pocketbooks it's gonna happen right now because, I mean, he, yep. they keep saying they're like they're still not making enough money, even though it feels like they are. And they're looking for more ways to increase revenue. Like they're literally looking at everything, every project, every new idea and looking at it through the lens of what is this going to do to drive revenue, period. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's honestly like I feel like we said this and it's such a bummer to say it like this, but I feel like we said this after our last weekend there, like it's lost its charm when everything is about putting money into those cash registers and less about the guest experience. I couldn't agree more. And it really hurts my heart to say it that way because, you know, Disneyland is so special to us for obvious reasons. We have a whole podcast dedicated to our love for Disney, but you know, I, I do wish that things start to kind of level off at some point. You know, I know a lot of people, myself included, were pretty disgruntled when we heard about the quarterly sales and the 
CEO of the company considered the annual pass holders at Disneyland like unfavorable attendees. He said something to that effect, basically saying that the magic key holders are skewing the attendance records. And it's like, well, that's not their fault. It's not my fault that that's happening. Um, But it's just it's it's pointing out that all that he cares about is to make a dollar right now. He would way prefer to have one family come in for one weekend and spend you know, a, an absorbent amount of money on everything than have us show up yeah. and spend Well, he needs less. to remember that Disneyland is also the Anaheim Country Club, and he's got to respect the members, the paying members, because it's not the tourist park like World is. I know. And it's like... It's not. I don't know. Anyway, well, look, all that said, people make your decisions. People are still going to buy them. People are still going to renew them. The parks are still going to be rammed because then they throw stuff at us like Halloween at the parks, which I'm all excited about. Yes. This yes. Is We're going to talk about this is Halloween. Halloween, which I'm so excited. Um, so the big news is that Halloween is upon us here at Disneyland and California Adventure. Never mind. It's 106 degrees outside. Just, uh, Pay Halloween no mind to the temperature. It's fine. Um, so the Halloween season or the fall spirited season. They seriously, like, they start this, like, I feel like every year it's earlier and earlier. Like, the vlogs from Disney World were like, oh, it's Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party on August 2nd. Yeah, I think you're thinking more Florida. They start in early August. But out here at Disneyland, they start in early September. So the, the dates for the Halloween season at Disneyland is September 2nd. To technically October 31st, but we all know that they they go really towards November 2nd to mm-hmm. include Dia de los Muertos. So, um, so here's a couple of things that are going on. Obviously, a classic is coming back to Disneyland, the Haunted Mansion Holiday, where they dress up the Haunted Mansion in I a Nightmare it. Before Christmas theme. I love it so much. Have they announced what the Gingerbread House is going to be at? I haven't heard anything, but we're okay. going next weekend, and that will be the first weekend it's open. So I will let you know. Let me know. Characters will all be dressed up in costume. Can't wait for that. They've got Mickey as like a pumpkin and Minnie as a cat this year. So like a little spooky cat. We also have the classic like beacon at Disneyland. The Main Street pumpkin, the Mickey pumpkin, is already up here at the end of August. So that's exciting. I always love to take a picture with him. I love that. Have you ever watched that? I think it is on Disney Plus, but it was on YouTube for a while. The like overnight transformation to Halloween at Disneyland. Yes. And how they do that gigantic pumpkin. It's so cool. It is cool. They like speed up the footage and like it all happens in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's awesome. They've got like interviews with the Imagineers talking about how they work all night to like just it's kind of amazing they do it all from park closed to park open they get that thing done and it's yeah crazy because they're like racing a clock to get it done yeah it's nuts they do the same thing at christmas time and i love it so much and then i think the biggest coolest thing is that they've announced halloween screams which is the nighttime fireworks show that's coming back for this season so here's my tip to all of you if you did not buy one of the oogie boogie bash tickets which are already sold out so don't go look right now if you didn't go but you're at disneyland you still want all that halloween stuff just spend your time at disneyland because they're gonna have this great fireworks show like just enjoy so enjoy it over there i've been to mickey's not so scary halloween party in florida which was a lot of fun i have not been to the oogie boogie bash Ever. It never really like 
interested me because it's at DCA and not at Disneyland. And there's something about Halloween at the Magic Kingdom in Florida, Halloween at Disneyland. Like it's got that eerie, spooky thing to it that we enjoy that like makes it fun. And it's like so weird that they do the Oogie Boogie. I mean, I get why they do it because the booze is over at DCA and all this other stuff. But like they don't have booze at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at the Magic Kingdom. So you don't need it. No. I've just never really understood it. I think it's probably just an attendance thing, you know, probably just easier for them to do it over there. Well, apparently they dish out the candy in California way better than they do in Florida. Oh, nice. We were watching Ordinary Adventures and they're all they're California vloggers, but they go to Florida often. And they were there for their very first ever Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And their entire complaint the entire night was like, that's it? Like, because you go around <laughs> at these parties to little trick-or-treat spots. Yeah. And they usually, yeah. apparently in California, they just like dump candy into your bag. And at Florida, they give Amazing. you like at each spot, like a little handful. And they were, they were very upset about the lack of candy that they were Oh, bummer. Well, over at DCA, if you guys are over there and you're not going to Oogie Boogie, they do have a couple other things that you can enjoy. My favorite section for Halloween over there is the Cars Land. We were just there last weekend and it's already decked out. Uh, But my favorite is you see like Mater dressed as um, like a vampire and Lightning McQueen's in a costume. Everything is super cute and kitschy. Uh, and then I have not done this. I'm really excited to do this. I don't think you have done this before, Adam. I think last year was their first time, but they do an overlay for Guardians of the Galaxy. So did you know this? I don't know. I knew they did a Christmas one. I didn't know they did a Halloween one. Yeah. Let me read you what it says. So I can't tell if this is the ride itself or if this is like a projection show. But here's what it's called. The Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark, which is returning September 2nd. The Disneyland website says, Do you have what it takes to save Groot from the crazed creature on the loose? Amid the chaos of Guardians of the Galaxy's rescue attempt, Groot got left behind. Even worse, the Collector's Fortress is mirrored with a total state of emergency and overrun with menacing beasts. Your objective, team up with rockets to return the fortress, distract the monsters, and escape with the little buddy in tow. But proceed with caution. With the Guardians of the Galaxy involved, the plan is bound into a few of exciting ups and downs. It's the ride. It's the ride. It's the ride. It's like a totally new video for the ride. Oh, I can't wait. I had no idea. I need a full report. I'm learning this right in this moment. Oh, this is going to be great. You guys should see Dana's face. This is like the face of pure joy. Well, I was just talking to Ryan about this. I was like, this ride should have an overlay. It would be so great. But maybe that'd be too challenging. And look, it's happening. I this is it. so great. Uh, so that's it. Those okay. are the things that you can do if you're not getting the ticketed event for the Halloween stuff. So now should we talk about my favorite thing? Yes. Food and drinks. Absolutely. Of course. I mean. You love it. I love the food. Can you tell? Anyway, okay. So I'm going to run through some of the things. And we're frankly only going to talk about all the things I want to eat. Because that's frankly what (laughs) is important. If I want to eat it, you all will want to eat it too. Okay. So we're going to start our day over at Disneyland. You know, after we've had our breakfast of a Ronto wrap. Because that is a must do. And Sierra's provided the Sierra hot sauce. She should really start a hot sauce line. She really should. She should sell it on the promenade before people go, yeah. in, or the esplanade before they yeah. go into. I feel the like parks. the people with the water bottles. She's out there with like the yeah, <laughs> the salt. Anyway, All right, Sierra. Okay, that's, so that's a gift uh, from us to next you. Next stop, Carnation Cafe. You are going to go get a spicy chicken sandwich. 
It's a hand-breaded fried chicken breast tossed in spicy chili sauce with pepper jack and mustard slaw on a brioche bun. That sounds, that'll wake you up, but it sounds good. Yeah. Okay, but then after you've had the savory, you've got to have some sweet, and you're going to go over to the French Market restaurant, and you're going to get what looks amazing, this Halloween cake. It's a purple-colored vanilla sponge cake with raspberry mousse, fresh raspberries, and candied cocoa nibs. No. I'm looking at the picture right now. It looks like something out of like the set of a Nickelodeon movie or TV show from the 90s. Well, you know what it looks like? It looks like it food and wine when they do the neon food thing in the um yeah. all those neon foods they do. That's what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bright. Okay. What else did I love here? Oh, there's always, always, always the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, the Mickey Bat Cookies, because come on, who doesn't love a classic? The Mickey Bat mm-hmm. Cookie. The other thing, other returning favorite, over at the Mint Julep Bar, pumpkin spice Mickey-shaped beignets. Yeah, I got to get myself some of those. Yeah. Oh, they look so good. If you can figure out how to send them to me, I'd really, really, really appreciate that. All right, they're upping their cold brew game. Okay. We all know we like, Dana and I like our Disney Parks cold brew. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because it's the base is Joffrey's cold brew, which makes it that good. Gen D, sponsored by Joffrey's. Okay, so pumpkin cold brew. It's a cold brew flavored with pumpkin, vanilla, and spices topped with whipped cream, and that is over at the Red Rose Tavern. That looks Mm -hmm. really, really good. Um, It looks very good. They have a new take, by the way, on the gray stuff. You know, try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Yeah. 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 So they're calling it the grave stuff. Okay, Disney. Grave stuff. Traditional gray stuff topped with chocolate tombstone and Halloween sprinkles. That's a new one this year. How about that? Aw, that's cute. Okay, let's talk churros. You know, it's Disneyland. By the way, you know I never had a Disneyland churro until this last trip. What did you think of it? I liked it. It's really good. And I got the special one. It was the orange churro with like this vanilla cream sauce with it. It was very Um, yummy. I'm into it. I'm into it, which is probably dangerous. Well, everybody knows that Disneyland churros are far superior to a Disney World churro. Disney World, they're like tiny and kind of crunchy. Yeah, they're not real. They're not real. No, 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 no. no. Um, Oh, oh, this thing. Because also I discovered special funnel cakes the like last fall when we were there. And they brought this one back that they had Mm -hmm. last year. Pumpkin spice funnel cake. It's a pumpkin spice dusted funnel cake with spice caramel drizzle, toffee bits, whipped cream, and chocolate curls on top. That's a bummer. Last year, they topped it with pumpkin ice cream. Wow. But that's not on here. Sorry, folks. No pumpkin ice cream for you. Where's that at? That is over at the Stage Door Cafe. I feel like I'm going to have to make you a very long list, and you're going to come back from this weekend like 25 pounds heavier because I am nervous. I I got to live vicariously through you, and the people want to see the Instagram stories of you all eating all this at the parks. Right. Yep. It's true. Okay. How many um, new Halloween treats can we get in one visit? Whoa. That could be quite the challenge. I like it. Um, okay. So churros. Sorry. Pumpkin pie dip over at the Fantasyland churro cart. So that sounds like it's like a regular churro just with pumpkin pie dipping sauce. Yeah, that's what it looks uh, like. Spicy chocolate churro, which I think I'm here for. Cinnamon dusted chocolate churro with a spicy cocoa dipping sauce. I mean, that spice and chocolate sometimes works really well. Yeah. I can be it. does. It. Ooh, this one looks yummy. But this also feels like this should be for the holidays, for Christmas time. It's a pistachio cherry churro. 
Mm, I love pistachio. Cinnamon churro rolled in pistachio and sour cherry sugars and served with, ooh, oh, all right, Disney, served with a side of ghost pepper grape sauce. This sounds like a nightmare, <laughs> but I have to try it. I Because like pistachio, cherry, and then ghost pepper grape sauce. What are all three of those things? I have, like how do those combine? This is getting, we're getting very it. close to the pickle hot dog, corn dog thing covered in peanut yep. butter and dipped in peanut butter. Remember from the pickle cart a year ago or whatever that was? This is getting close to that territory. Um Okay. I literally just texted my husband who's in the other room while we're recording this pistachio cherry churro. And I was like, we're going to get this. We have to try this. So fun fact, available through lots of locations because I am now a popcorn bucket person, apparently, since we finally got our popcorn buckets at this <laughs> last trip. Uh, the Mickey Mummy Glow in the Dark Premium Popcorn Bucket is going to be available at a few locations. Uh-huh. But what's funny is... At halfway to Halloween, we were at Disney World during halfway to Halloween, Mm -hmm. and they brought these out and were selling them all over Disney Springs at the popcorn carts. Really? Yeah, during halfway to Halloween. So that was the thing. Okay. Okay, so that is all. Those are the highlights. So that's your list for Disneyland. Now, when you go across and you head over the DCA, this is where we have a more of the cocktail um, land for you to go to. Okay. Over at the Cucina Cucamonga Mexican Grill, mm-hmm. a hibiscus sangria, mm. red sangria, cinnamon spice hibiscus agua fresca, and fresh fruit with a candied hibiscus rim. That sounds refreshing. Okay. The picture looks black. Yeah. Like it's black, but I don't know. Could be good. Yeah. That's why the language of it sounds far better than the picture. The picture, it's got like the candied rim looks like... um poppy seeds yeah. to me and um the candied fruit the the fresh fruit looks like candied fruit mm. to me so i don't know I don't okay that one. cozy cone oh cozy cone you were there and you had my new favorite coffee cocktail because they make it with almond milk what'd you think yeah loved it we were so into it. I think I told you that we shared it. It was $16 and know, admittedly did have like five different alcohol shots in it. But it was really, really good. It was quite sweet. It was definitely worth splitting three ways. No, um, no, no. I don't think I could have one by I myself. I, I know okay. you did. But I love that they made it with almond milk because usually those coffee cocktails are like I know. done with like whole milk or cream or whatever. And it was awesome that it was made with almond milk. It was very creamy too, yeah. which I love when an almond milk can taste very Okay. Creamy. So that so there's nothing actually exciting at the Cozy Cone other than some spicy mac and cheese, but sure. So yeah. over at Clarabelle's hand scooped ice cream, they have a hard apple float and a pumpkin pie hard float. So one of them is, this one seems okay if you're into apple cider. It's a hard apple cider and apple sorbet drizzled with caramel sauce. So if you're into that kind of thing, sure. The next one. That says it's new, but I swear Sierra Jones got this and it was really good. Yeah, they had another version of this and it was delicious. The hard cider was excellent. Well, then they have the pumpkin pie hard float. I don't know, guys. I like pumpkin, but this might be a line. Hard pumpkin chai cider, vanilla ice cream, and a spiced pie crust cookie. I don't know. I'm going to... No. 
It's yeah. It sounds like I, I don't want this. It, it sounds like it should be just a dessert on itself, like make a pumpkin pie. Yeah. Thing with ice cream, but don't. I don't know. Don't put this in hard pumpkin cider. Okay, know. we're coming up on your favorite place to get a cocktail during a holiday event, the Hollywood Lounge. All right. <laughs> they have a ghost pepper. I'm gonna say this wrong. I always say it wrong. You want me to say it? For you? Yeah, just say it. Just say it. This is the white guy from New York who can't pronounce any of this. Ghost pepper michelada. Tomato-based michelada with ghost pepper syrup and, oh, I'm going to butcher this, mala suerte Mexican dark lager. You said it right. Good job. They're into the ghost pepper thing this year. I'm so curious. And I'm also a little nervous. Are they just saying it because they're like, oh, the word ghost is in it. It's like, no, this is an incredibly hot pepper. I hope you understand. Yeah, that's like light yourself on fire, Pepper. I, I Okay. All right. Well, I have found your drink with your favorite drink in it because I'm 100% Whoa. sure no. Blue Curacao is in this cocktail. <laughs> Blue rum cocktail, <laughs> rum and orange liqueur with a lemon, lime, and cherry flavors, and 100% probably topped with Blue Curacao to give it its beautiful, shiny blue look. It's got a gummy shark on the top. I'm looking at the picture. It is blue. We are talking blue g- fruit gushers blue is this color. Um, yep. This is going to be a definite no for me, but I will tell you Sierra Jones will be all about all it. Right, we'll get the report from Sierra Jones. Also, they got rid of the um, dice and worms and dice and everything nice Ooh. drink. You guys had that last year. That's it's not on the menu the best. this year. Oh, it was putrid. Didn't that have Midori in it? It was disgusting, it? that drink. Are they, are they, Uh, I'm wondering if there's like a, like a back order of Midori because none of these drinks, oddly enough for Halloween, have Midori in it on the list. I know. I know. You're right. Disney not get its Midori order in time. Okay. And then over at our favorite Lamplight Lounge, Ghost Pepper Nachos. Yes. Here they are with the ghost pepper. Again with the ghost pepper, guys. (laughs) Ghost pepper is this year's Midori. I'm nervous. (laughs) Yes. I just. I just don't think they know what ghost pepper Charred is. Charred ghost pepper marinated chicken, smoky ghost pepper cheese sauce, doubling down on the ghost pepper, black bean puree, avocado tomatillo salsa, and seasoned tomatoes. I'd be into trying wow. it. You yeah. might need- I would try it. I would definitely try it. I don't know. But, but I then- don't know. I just, I want to hear somebody else tell me if it's good or not. And then they've got over at Lamplight, oh, uh, one last toast. Patron Silver Tequila, Cucumber Simple Syrup, Tamarind Simple Syrup, and Fresh Lime Juice. Garnish with a marigold. That looks nice. I'd be into that, but you know me. I like the margaritas. Okay, what, I'm going to zip through here. There's two more things I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Pim's Tasting Lab has the Butter Pecan Cold Brew. This is non-alcoholic. Butter pecan flavored cold brew top of candy pecans. I feel like you have to get the cold brew over at Disneyland and then get this one and compare. That is your mission. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing to mention is the pumpkin spice horchata cold brew with Irish whiskey. That actually sounds really good. Ooh. That's how yeah, you can I would end your night that. with that one. Is everything else? Oh, and they've got a little Donald popcorn bucket. Oh my God. He's so cute. He's dressed as a candy corn. Oh. Dana. I'm not going to get a popcorn Dana. bucket for it's you. It's a no. sipper. It's not a popcorn bucket. It's a sipper. Oh, Easier. You can put that sipper. in the mail. We're back at I don't the need the popcorn bucket, but this Donald sipper, my mom would love it. My mom loves Donald Duck. Do He's it really for my cute. Mom. 
Do it. Moms. Why you got to hit me with the mom stuff? Do it for my mama. That's all I got to say. Oh, we'll see. I didn't even notice. Sorry, guys. Breaking news. And then I'll stop talking about food. They're going to have special cocktails at Trader Sam's this year. Oh, Well, one, it's a bitter daiquiri, Eldorado 15-year rum, TVR rack, whatever that is, Gifford banana, pineapple juice, Jerry Thomas bitters, mint, garnish with orchard, pineapple wedge, and a lime wheel. All right. Dang. That sounds yummy. We do know I love some Trader Sam's. Anyway, look, the list goes on. I feel like they have just gone like crazy overkill on snacks and drinks and everything this year. Yeah. But cool. I'm kind of sad I'm not there. I mean, I'm here for it. I love all their stuff. They'll have another great list at Christmas time. So, but Dana, this Donald Duck, you guys should see this. This is the cutest thing. I, I become a sipper and popcorn bucket person. I don't know what's happened to me. Ugh. Maybe I need therapy. I don't know. Like, I've become one of these people that maybe wait in line to get one of these. I don't know what's happened. I need an intervention. Dana, help. I don't know. But you know what you need to do? You need to go to Tokyo Disney because that's like the place that is all about the popcorn buckets. I think now also America. I mean, this is so cute. You guys, it's a candy corn. <laughs> Donald Duck is dressed. I know. It's very it's a candy cute. corn. Okay. Anyway, you know your mission now. Yes. That. And right. I got to say, the popcorn bucket and sipper we got from the trip this week, which is for from the Electric yeah. Library. Are now nightlights in Noah's room. They're really cute as nightlights because they light that's up. Sweet. So that's sweet. That's sweet. That's how they work as nightlights. They light up. Guys, I'm winning. Winning tonight. Anyway, go enjoy. Let us know what you think. Um, I'm sure we'll get a full. We should do a full like Halloween recap with you. Yeah. After your Halloween visit. And then, but like follow along on Instagram and stuff. I'm sure Dana will be all over that. When they are there. Of course. Okay, so we have one last little thing to mention. This is for... A very small thing. This is for Kim. Fan favorite Kim. So we've talked a lot about the greatest Disney film franchise ever, Frozen. Frozen 2. And we've maybe mentioned a few times how Tangled, that other one, has a bathroom at Disney World. And that's it. (laughs) Which also, by the way, Tangled is on the front of... The Disney Wish. Like, yeah, she, it's she's fine. getting she's some fine. placement. Tangled is she's everywhere. She's getting some love. Yeah. Calm down, Kim. So, Kim, if you're listening, please be seated. I'm going to give you a second. Make sure you're sitting down. Same with you, Andrew Kovar. If you're listening too, take a seat. <laughs> it sounds like we're going to have to take a big old group trip to Disneyland Paris, which is by far the most beautiful Disneyland park, I think, on the planet. And because it sounds like drumroll, please, they are allegedly getting a tangled ride. We have no idea what it's going to be, what it's going to sound like, what it's going to do. But allegedly a tangled ride is coming to Disneyland Paris. That's it. That that was the big announcement yes. in the news. I know nothing more. <laughs> I know a little bit more. Well, honestly, Kim is the one who sent it to us because she was so excited to hear this news. When I read, and again, I don't know, this is going to be a long time in the making, but the ride is going to be one of those like spinning rides. So think of teacups, though slower, where everybody's going to be seated in their own tangled boat. And in the center will be a bunch of lanterns or maybe one big lantern and fountain situation. And so it's supposed to be the big, at last I see the light scene. So you are kind of swaying in the quote water around the lanterns. So it sounds really beautiful. So are they just overlaying um, the teacups? But with I think this? picture, 
Picture teacup style. Yeah, I think. Are they getting so. rid of the teacups for this? They also uh, no. How no, I'm sorry. dare they're not taking out okay. the teacups? I I was about to riot. <laughs> I think they're finding a new I was spot. Riot. It's just a teacup style of ride. So is this basically so. gonna be like alien swirling saucers, but at Disneyland Paris and it's tangled? I think more teacups than alien swirling saucers because alien swirling saucers and Mater are the same ride. And that's like the scrambler. If you've ever gone yeah, on yeah, the yeah. scrambler to, <laughs> at a local amusement park, but this is going to be that more of a spinning style. So, all right. Well, anyway, it's coming. Have fun, Kim. We're all going to go to Paris and I will bring my Donald duck <laughs> candy corn popcorn. Super. <laughs> I'm still looking at it. It's so cute. Okay. So oh should we dive? Into the vault. We should soar upward into a vault. That's my other tip for you. Any guesses? Dana, if you get me the sipper, I will use the sipper during podcasts for my drinks. That's where we're at. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're done talking about the sipper. Also, you said yeah, I have to buy it for your mother. And now you're like, I'm going to well, keep it and sip on it during the podcast. We can get two. Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, See, I caught you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. Guess. Um the Skyway or the Highway in the Sky. The Highway in the Sky. Well, we've done Soren. Yep. So it's not Soren. Highway in the Sky. I mean, I would love for it to be Goofy's Fly School, but I know you wouldn't go there. Oh, no. It's <laughs> definitely not that. No, this one is a Walt original. It did not open the park, but it's been there since really almost the beginning. It is... I think maybe I cheated a little bit when I said it was an attraction. It is, but it's also a mode of transportation. Is it the Skyliner? I'm going to be talking about the Disneyland monorail. You know what I mean. I'm in monorail, not Skyliner. That's the wrong place. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story of the monorail. I want to be clear. Most of the information I gathered was from the WDW magazine online. And then I watched a 30-minute YouTube video from a guy named, quote, Alex the Historian. So if you go on YouTube and you look up Disneyland monorail history, you'll find this guy. You know what's in the back of my head right now? What? Monorail, 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 monorail. Please tell me you know where that's from. (laughs) Monorail, monorail, monorail. That's what I know from, from the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Monorail, monorail. monorail. <laughs> yeah, greatest yeah. Simpsons episode of all. I time. love it. Oh, it's so good. Okay, well, what I think is really cool about the monorail that I didn't know is that not only is it a huge part of the Disneyland history, it's also a huge like mechanical engineering piece of history. So this is a super big deal that this even exists in America, and we have pretty much Walt Disney to thank for it. So taking it back, we're actually going to start in 1956, so a year after Disneyland had opened. Walt wanted to help the one section of his park that was really hurting, which was Tomorrowland. Guests felt that Tomorrowland was lackluster and boring compared to all the other lands, and so they spent very little time there. Like today. Yeah, kind of like today, so... So Walt wanted to add more innovative transportation systems to kind of highlight the area. He put Imagineer Bob Gurr to the task of building a mini futuristic train that would glide through Tomorrowland with the loading station being in Fantasyland. The attraction was built at Walt's Burbank Studios, but you know, the Imagineering section, and the ride was actually called the Viewliner. The Viewliner basically operated as a mini train, but it looked like a long automobile. The train had a V8 engine, and the front and side windows were taken from a 1954 Oldsmobile 88 Coupe. 
The train could hold 32 occupants and they had two of them, a red and a blue. So it was like a mini train. It even went parallel to the regular Disneyland train. They touted it as the fastest miniature train in the world. I don't think it was because it only went 30 miles per hour. But that's what they were saying at Disneyland. The train track highlighted all of Tomorrowland, speeding past Autopia and going uh, over a bridge on the Tomorrowland motorboats. And so while the Viewliner was pretty well received in 1956 and 1957, it only lasted a little over a year. Walt needed the track space for something that he found to be even more innovative. So Walt and Lillian, his wife, went to Cologne, Germany in 1958, and they saw this small electric monorail track there. Walt went over, asked the engineers all about it to understand the mechanics of the system. The company in Germany was called Allweg, and they had made their first monorail as a straddle beam style monorail using pillars and beams to hold up the ride or the vehicle. The rubber tires and suspension system under the vehicle made it a very smooth ride compared to previous monorails that existed in Europe, which were mostly like rails hanging above with the trolley kind of below it. Hmm. Sounds scary. So the following week, Walt was like, I have to have this. He sent out Bob Gurr to Germany and was like, figure this one out with the Allweg people. See if you can help design this at Disneyland. And Bob came back and said, I think we can do it. So Walt and Bob Gurr hired Allweg to help manufacture the monorail at Disneyland. Walt wanted the monorail to open in 1959 because he was unveiling a whole new Tomorrowland. And that was going to include the submarine and the Matterhorn. So he was like, I want the monorail to also be a part of it. Submarine, my favorite thing. Yeah, well, 1959 was your year. (laughs) Uh, So Allweg comes out. They are concerned with how quickly Walt wants all of these parts and how to manufacture all of this in such a short, it's like under a year window at this point. So the Allweg team noticed the Viewliner going around and said, who built this? And Bob said, well, I did. And we built it here at the studio in Burbank. So Allweg said, if you guys can build this here, then there's no way you can't build a monorail also here in California. So Allweg ended up taking a consulting role on the project and Bob Gurr led a team of Imagineers to build the monorail and the tracks. Bob was tasked with designing the look of the monorail, and he landed on a combination of what the Viewliner body kind of looked like with a nose of the monorail inspired by the rocket from the fictional comic strip Buck Rogers. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that one. I had to look it up, but Buck Rogers is kind of where they got that style and look. Um, At first, Alwig did not like what Bob had designed, and they thought it looked really gimmicky and futuristic, and Walt the charismatic man that he was convinced them that this is Disneyland. There's a lot of kind of gimmicky stuff here and it's Tomorrowland. So just be okay. Walt was also like, this is what we're doing. Deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. So they relented and that's what we got. The monorail opened on June 14th, 1959 alongside the Matterhorn bobsleds and the submarine voyage. It was the first monorail to operate in North America Bob Gurr said that the whole process was one of the shortest and most stressful experiences he had at Disneyland. They installed the monorail train on its track in only a few days before the grand opening of this ride. So they brought it from Burbank and placed it down. And they're like, oh, you know, it was um, 
like the electric motor was catching fire up in Burbank. So we're nervous that it's not going to be operating. And Walt was like, it'll be fine. I'm sure it will work. So Bob was nervous about the grand debut for obvious reasons. Um, So he drove down that night and did like after midnight, did a test run with it before the park opened and no fire. So he was okay. Yeah, no fire. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. No fire. We're good. Well, here is why he was especially (laughs) nervous, because the grand opening was the next morning, and it was Walt himself with Vice President Richard Nixon and his family who cut the ribbon for the ride. And then the family took the inaugural ride at Disneyland with Walt and Bob in the cockpit. I was going to say, we all know how well these um, opening day things go at Disney parks, so... It was a little risky. I'm not going to lie. It was a little risky, but you know what? It was Richard Nixon that couldn't perform his duties for this. He couldn't cut the ribbon. He just kept like trying and it wasn't cutting. And so eventually Walt just had to like rip it apart. I feel like that's a metaphor or something. I I just don't have in me right now. Yeah, there's something there. (laughs) Um, So Bob... has shared this story that in the moment he thought he was also just there for the ribbon cutting but then Walt was like get in you're driving and so Bob is behind the wheel of the monorail for this first go and Richard Nixon his family Walt they're all looking out at the nose of the monorail and Bob has said that he remembers looking down and seeing the Secret Service running at full speed to try to keep up with the monorail on its track because they didn't know that Richard Nixon was going to be riding in it. So he said he'll never forget that memory of watching these very, you know, sturdy looking men just running like (laughs) as much as they could across all of Disneyland. (laughs) In that first opening, there were only two monorails. It was monorail red and monorail blue. There was only one station and it was in Tomorrowland. It spanned about one mile in track length and the maximum speed that it went was 20 miles per hour. The monorail was an instant hit, mostly because it's 1959 and everybody's like, you guys made a monorail here in America? This is incredible. This could change how we get around all of our country. And so a lot of people, a lot of engineers came out to look at this kind of marvel. And Alweg, the German company I was mentioning, ended up getting commissioned for the 1962 Seattle World's Fair. So that monorail is still in operation today. It is the original 1962 monorail. So if you want to go up to the Seattle Center, you can see and ride that monorail, which was made by the same people who made the one at Disney. Los Angeles, I didn't know this, Los Angeles also had a huge proposal with Alweg to make their own monorail system. It's going to be multiple tracks all throughout Los Angeles, but the car manufacturing companies ended up pushing a bunch of dollars into building highways instead, so it was never built. Within a year of its opening, Walt had the track expanded. He first built a big barn in the back so they could have a spot to fix the monorails. And then they added a third monorail, which was monorail yellow. By 1961, the trains didn't just loop around Tomorrowland. They traveled across Disneyland and left the park to go all the way to the Disneyland Hotel. At this time, we know that Downtown Disney didn't exist for what it is today. So the monorail was actually going across the street and down Harbor Boulevard to get to where the Disneyland Hotel is, which I think is kind of funny that this was the first like new transportation to like leave the property and cross like actual Anaheim streets as a transportation device and also as a theme park ride. 
So now this is a two and a half mile journey. In 1966, the Imagineers were building Pirates of the Caribbean. And so they asked if they could move one of the monorail track beams because it was in the way of the show building. And the the other Imagineers are like, under no circumstances, do you know how expensive these (laughs) beams are? You can't move it. And so the Pirates of the Caribbean ride has actually got a triangular angle on the southern end to not hit the beam. So it's only a 12-foot difference. But yeah, they actually had to reshape the Pirates show building just for the monorail track. In 1969, the monorail got its third upgrade and we got more monorails. We got monorail green. The design of the monorail started to change in 1969. That's when they also started finding a lot more, a lot less breakdowns. I think they were figuring out their technology. And then 1999 hit. This is the year that the Imagineers were working on California Adventure Park. And so they were doing a whole redesign of the entirety of Disneyland and adding in downtown Disney, adding this theme park, adding a new hotel, which is the Grand California Hotel. And so they decided to rip out the monorail station at the Disneyland Hotel and put it in downtown Disney and make the track go through California Adventure. So mm-hmm. if you've gone on the monorail recently, you know this track. It's what we have today. And you do go through California Adventure and the Grand California Hotel. So although the downtown Disney station was complete by 2000, they didn't open it up until 2001 when California Adventure opened. And then in 2008, the monorail got another facelift. This time, it was more of like the interior with the added LED lighting and the island seating. And this was essentially its seventh redesign. And that is the monorail that we have in the parks today. So there you have it. I love it. I love that, like, it's just such a fun way to go into the park. I know. It's my favorite way to go in because you get dropped off right at Tomorrowland next to the submarines. And it's just a really sweet and fun way to go into the parks. You lose the magic of like coming down Main Street and seeing the castle. But it is still to take that ride and go over the submarine voyage, the water. And like, it's just, it's pretty. It's a nice way. And less crowded. sweet. Um. Dan, I have a little fact for you. Well, I have several fun facts, but if you want to give me your first fun fact. I have one, but you might have it. Okay. It might be in your list. Oh, no. Go for it. Do you know where the only other Type 2 monorail model in the state of California is that's actively running today? Oh, that's actively running? No. I don't know. Where is it? Cal Expo in Sacramento, where the California State Fair is. Yeah. So... Did you know Walt Disney helped design the California State Fairgrounds at Cal Expo and they put in a monorail that opened in 1967, modeled after the one at Disneyland. Yeah. And it is still running today. They use it as the fair is going throughout the property there. And it's very janky. I've seen it in person. (laughs) This thing is like open air, sort of like, I don't know, risk your life and get on this thing. It doesn't look safe, but it's there and it's operating and it's got a little Walt history to it. I'll say I've ridden the Seattle World's Fair one a bunch since I'm from that area. And it's also a little rickety and you're like, "Mm, I hope these beams will be good, but they are. Okay, here are a couple of my fun facts about the monorail. And I'm talking specifically about the Disneyland monorail. We could go into a whole other one about the Disney World ones, but... Um, The ride length in total is 13 minutes long round trip. 
And I'm curious if you have a guess how fast it goes. 20 miles an hour. It goes faster than it did originally. 35. Mm, So close. A whopping 30 miles per hour. But Space Mountain goes 35 miles per hour. So you can use that as your barometer. There are three monorails in rotation today. Red, orange, and blue. The Disneyland monorail remained... Oh, this is kind of sad. I didn't realize that it had been closed this long. But the Disneyland monorail remained closed as one of the longest reopenings after the COVID-19 closure. It opened October 15th, 2021. Wow. So it hasn't even been open for a full year yet. No. You know, enclosed spaces. Yeah. Close quarters. Um, Disneyland likes to do wraps around the monorails for like promos and stuff. And I think the cutest one I saw online was the 2012 celebration of opening Cars Land, where they wrapped all of the monorails to look like cars from the movie Cars. So that was pretty cute. I know. A couple last facts. In 1959, the monorail construction for one monorail cost a million dollars. What? In 1969, 10 years later, making that third version, each of the monorails cost $7 million. These things aren't cheap. No. Innovation is not cheap. But here is my favorite fact, tying it back into what I said before about the history and the mechanics. In December of 1986, the Disneyland monorail system was named a National Historic Mechanical Engineering Landmark. As of 2019, only 273 landmarks have been named to this prestigious roster, overseen by the American Society of Mechanical Engineers. There is a plaque located at the entry of the Tomorrowland Station commemorating this achievement. Does that mean they can't do anything to it now? Like it's, they can't get rid of it? Like a house, like a historical house? Yeah. I think it means, yeah, that they probably can't get rid of it, but they clearly have updated it a bunch since 1986, so. Pretty soon they'll charge admission just for the transportation to the Disneyland Park on the monorail. Well, they used to when we still had our, you know, ticketed. Yeah, that's coming back. Ticket books, you know. I think we're not far. We're not far from e-ticket attractions costing things again. Yeah. I know. I agree. They kind of already are. Uh, so with that, that's your history on the monorail. I love it. I love it. We should do, you know, my favorite thing to do, one of my favorite things to do at Disney World is taking the monorail ride from the Ticket and Transportation Center to Epcot. Like that. Oh, yeah. I love that ride. It's so long. And then you get there and it does that loop through Epcot on its way in. And it's, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. I do too. It's so special. Right now it's not quite as special because Epcot's going through such a major change. Yeah, but you can kind of see the construction going on, which is kind of cool. And you can see them like building the Moana water thing, which, oh my gosh, Noah is going to lose his mind. Oh yeah. When that gets done. Because this kid in splash pads, like we'll spend the entire day there. Won't get him out. Yeah, you will. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, another week has come to an end. I'm going to dream of my Donald sipper for my mom. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm done with you, Adam. I can't. Just kidding. I'll see what I'll see what we can do. Maybe it'll be so popular like the figment one that I can't even pick it up. That's I'm prepping you now. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I just waltzed up to the popcorn cart and got it. Oh, oh, we'll we'll see. Oh. Yeah. Sounds like you need to make another trip out to California. <laughs> yeah, right on top of that, Rose. All right, on that note, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye.